Hi, Megan. Welcome to Esquire University. Would you mind introducing yourself and Burbe to our audience? Sure. Hi, Eric. Uh, so my name is Megan Braverman. Uh, my company is Burbe Marketing and Public Relations. We specialize in working with professional service businesses, so law firms, real estate companies, and financial firms. And we create the visibility and credibility that fuels revenue growth. We do that through a multitude of marketing and public relations avenues. Yeah, I've noticed that, you know, I work a lot specifically with lawyers and it looks like a lot of things that you do are really increasing their profile and the amount of trust. So anything that has to do with legal or financial or in the medical field, People are really looking for that trust factor. Uh, can you kind of explain some of the things that you do that really raise a profile for a law firm? Sure. Um, well, one of the main things that we work with clients on is traditional public relations. So getting their name in the media. And we do that through a wide variety of means. So one example is really just to insert your name into the news stream, which is talking about trends and forecasts and industry predictions. And the whole point is to position you as an expert spokesperson. So you are considered a thought leader. Um, and we also help leverage successes. So for law firms, law firms might have big verdicts and settlements, a major deal, any sort of specific transaction that they wanna tout beyond the firm's walls. And so we help generate press around their big successes or milestones within their big successes. As many lawyers know, sometimes the tail of a case can be a couple of years. And so, you know, really working to sort of leverage each milestone. Um, the other piece that we, we do a lot of work is with nominations and rankings. So nominations and rankings is a wonderful way to get third party credibility. It's, it's another person, another entity saying, this is a fantastic law firm and we're ranking them on the caliber of their work. Uh, it's also just another way to, to generate visibility. So we find those lists that warrant our clients inclusion and draft compelling nominations that get them on the list. And so all these things can be used to generate visibility and recognition and really just keep your name out there because that's the idea of any marketing campaign is, is really that consistency of keeping your name out there. Now, when you're getting people into the news, obviously, if someone's got a really great verdict, something that's groundbreaking or uh, you know, is able to change a law because of a, a verdict that they got, uh, that'd be one place to, mm -hmm. to tout them in the news. How would it work in other ways, do you come up with ideas to get them in the news or do they come to you or how does that process work? Yeah, so it's a good question. So of course the, the verdicts and settlements or the big successes, they don't always happen every month. And so the real key is the, the first piece that I talked about, which is inserting your name into the news stream. And that's where I mentioned the trends, forecast, industry predictions. So there's a lot, especially in today's world, there's a lot of headlines, there's a lot going on. And so what we do is we pick our clients' brains. I mean, we need access to them. They're the experts. They, they know what's going on in their industry. Um, but we are, we're reading the news, we're reading headlines and, and sort of understanding what the landscape looks like. And we go to our client with ideas. We have a lot of questions. And, and what happens is within a 30 minute conversation with our client, we usually identify a couple of story ideas, story ideas being the trend or prediction that we can pitch to reporters and editors to garner interest. And interest, I mean, it could be, let's say we pick a topic 
Um, and we pitch that out to reporters and we generate interview opportunities or bylined article opportunities. You know, one of the examples that we're working with an attorney right now is about the ever-changing cybersecurity and privacy laws. And so sort of what's sort of the, the, the happening in that area, what can people expect in terms of legislation and, and how do small companies comply? And so that's an example. Um, and we'll pitch that out to, to reporters and editors, et cetera. Another example is we have a client that is uh, working in, it does a lot of work with the restaurant industry and especially uh, franchisors. So COVID has had a tremendous impact on the restaurant industry, but talking a little bit more about not just the pandemic, but what's gonna happen post pandemic? Are restaurants just gonna be back to where they used to be? Is it gonna look different? The answer is it's gonna look different. And we spoke to our client a lot about those trends um, and help you know, sort of get his name out there on those topics, which he's very familiar with. Yeah, the, the news piece seems to be, it's it just such a good tool for an attorney because there's only so many high value cases out there. And the way I look at it is the more high value the case, the more research someone's probably gonna do. You know, whether you're talking about a personal injury or a really big business litigation. So things that, that I see of value when people get into the media is it's instantaneous credibility. So if you get them into a series of articles, whether it's a TV interview or an online news source with some credibility, now they can build this storyboard on their website through their mar other marketing materials that gives them instantaneous credibility when somebody gets to the website. Have you seen that to be true? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, a, a successful public relations campaign is only so good. I mean, you have to really milk it for all it's worth, right? It's, it's about, you know, every time you get a media placement, you're going to leverage it for your website, for your social media. Um, you're going to put it maybe as a permanent banner somewhere on your website. It might be in your bio. It could be used for marketing purposes, your marketing material, things you take to conferences, things that you use for prospects. Um, and absolutely, it's a, it like it's a badge of credibility. And especially for, I think, plaintiff lawyers who um, are marketing to the consumer, the general public. You know, consumers, I mean, they might get they might ask their friend for recommendations and get five lawyer names or three lawyer names, whatever it is, and they're going to go on your website and they're going to see who they deem as the most credible. And that's really by your website. Or if someone's randomly searching for a lawyer, same concept, they might land on a couple of sites, but they're judging you based on your website. So all of this contributes to generating more leads and you know really being on the short list. Yeah, I've, I've been part of some focus groups where we're interviewing consumers about how they pick attorneys. And believe it or not, there's kind of a checklist. Now, nobody delves too deep. They're not looking at you know necessarily where they went to school or, or what their GPA was. No. They're looking for certain trust factors. And if you're able to provide you know some high value news stories, that's just something that says, okay, I really think I can stop looking and call this attorney because they were in... The, the LA Times, or they were mentioned on, uh, you know, the news, and you can have that little snapshot of them talking with, you know, a, a news anchor that just speaks credibility from the, from the get-go. Yeah, that's exactly right. We were just speaking with a, an employment lawyer recently about this. He's, he's had some success in PR, and he has 
Los Angeles Times, Washington Post splashed just on his banner, you know, on a banner on the homepage of his website. And he says he gets a ton of comments about that. And, and, and people really, if you look at some of his website metrics, I mean, a lot of people are just looking at the homepage and he's getting a ton of calls. So it's, it definitely has value. Now the idea process. So let's just say that you start working with a new firm. Uh, are they assigned a specific person at Burbay and they kind of create this relationship uh, where they'll interview and try to pull out information? Because what I'll find is a lot of times an attorney will say something to me in passing and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Where they don't even realize that they know what oppresses other attorneys, but maybe not the consumers. Is mm -hmm. how does that process work for you? Yeah. So, um, so in terms of a Burbay team, um, we usually staff, you know, one or two day-to-day -day contacts, depending on really the size of the client, the scope of work. Um, so they have a person that they are building a relationship with and can trust and turn to. Um, so that's typically how we staff. Um, but in terms of the interview process, yeah, I think you're right. I can't tell you how many times that. An attorney had said something to me in passing. I'm like, that's a really great idea. We turn it into a media pitch and it generates an incredible amount of opportunities for the press. Um, the other thing too, is I think a lot of attorneys don't think what they're working on can be newsworthy. They're like, well, you know, this is run of the mill. I don't know what to do with this. And there's a lot, you know, it's really about packaging, right? So it's like we come in to package that material to help pique journalists' interest. So maybe right off the bat, it might not be interesting, but you, you, you package it, you tie it to maybe a, a current trend that's going on, you tie it to some, something that's relevant or even something that's relevant to the local market. Like if you, you know, if there's implications for California, if there's implications in New York and you know, so on and so forth. So we really look, we really try to dive in to see how we can package the material. Yeah, I noticed another thing that you guys focus on for law firms would be speaking engagements, which yes. which I think is another way to really raise their profile. How do that? How does that work? Yeah, so we um, so speaking engagements is it's a great opportunity because it allows you to really get in front of your prospects or your referral sources firsthand, and they can see you, and they can see you as a thought leader, and they can ask you questions. Um, obviously, during COVID, this changed, and a lot of things went virtual, um, and still similar value there in terms of giving webinars and other presentations virtually. But what we do is um, when we're going after speaking opportunities, we help identify the conferences, the associations, or the events that those attorneys or those firms should really be at. So um, this isn't usually a very large list, right? There's, there's a few that rise to the top in terms of here are the places that we should be. And so we, I, we help identify that and really narrow that list to make sure they're not trying to go after the world. It's like, where, where should they be? And once we do that, we help uh, get them, whether it's a moderator, a panelist, or some speaking opportunity there. And that's really crafted in a different way. So each conference there, you know, they've got their usual items on the agenda, like year after year, it doesn't look so different, but we try to figure out each conference might have a certain theme that year. And so when we pitch our clients, um, we try to really build in a presentation that follows the theme not only following the theme, but what's going to interest that audience, because that's what conference directors, their, their job is to get more people in the room, to get more people to register. So the better speakers and the better quality of presentations they have, the more uh, people are going to be attracted to it. So, so we really try to 
find uh, sort of the topic that fits into that that agenda and really just sort of make sure they haven't each each conference does things differently, of course. Sometimes they want the presentation itself, maybe just a short abstract. Sometimes they want a really comprehensive bio with it. So we, we get all the material together and pitch the conference structure. One of the things with speaking though is it's really a long-term initiative um, for a couple of reasons. One is because conference directors are planning their conferences, their events about six to nine months in advance. So if you really wanna go after speaking engagements, you're really thinking six to nine months out, okay? Yeah. The, the other thing too is if you haven't had a history of speaking engagements, a lot of times that can work against you. You know, they wanna see someone that's a prolific speaker that, that knows what they're doing. And so it's oftentimes not the first time you submit. It can be, it depends on sort of the package and what you're submitting. Um, but it's really, it, we always recommend that it's a long-term strategic approach, sort of similar to SEO. I mean, you can't just do SEO for three months and then just let it ride out. You've got to be consistent and really like feeding the fire. Yeah, it seems like one of those things that snowballs where maybe the speaking engagements are to smaller rooms at first, which gives the attorney a chance to really hone the messaging you know, right. nail down the presentation. And as the engagements get bigger, the, the messaging gets tighter. Now, it sounds like you will actually work with them to create the presentation. So yes. you're going to be coming up with the slides and talking yes. to them about the messaging, but you'll present that final package. Correct. Yeah. So some of the conferences, they actually request the PowerPoint or the deck that they're going to be presenting. Not all directors need that or not all conferences need that, but yes, even if they secure the opera, we secure the opportunity for them, they'll need to prepare a deck. Um, lawyers are not the greatest with putting together PowerPoints and decks. I mean, it, it takes a lot more effort to be uh, long-winded than concise. And so that's where we come in because uh, long gone are the days where you see a PowerPoint filled with text. A PowerPoint is just to sort of be a visual aid. It's not supposed to be an in-depth outline. So we like to be part of that process because we really want to make sure that when you get the opportunity, it's great. But again, it's what you do with it. You've got to have a really great presentation, a really great visual aid. And then what do you do from there? You know, what happens when you're done with the speaking engagement? You, there's so much more that you can do. It's like, what business cards did you get from that conference? And were there people in the audience that had questions? Does it warrant a further follow-up? Maybe you even write a few thank you notes to some people, get them on your database. You know, there's so much more that you can, so much more juice you can squeeze. Yeah, it seems like everything you do really goes to the center of what most attorneys are looking for, which is good referrals. So, you know, in, in the marketing space, we're trying to pick up people who are consumers who might be online or, you know, mm -hmm. through some type of other advertisement. But I've been told time and time again that, you know, by attorneys, my best clients are from referrals. So yeah. between getting people into the news and speaking engagements, that seems to be able to raise their profile. So if they've seen lawyer X at three conferences now, and they've talked about subject Y, oh, I'm going to call that person next time I get one of these cases because they really seem like they've got a, a, a firm grasp on it. Do you see that coming to fruition? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we talk to people whose entire marketing initiatives are to market to referral sources because they're the most lucrative and they're the most frequent in terms of getting business in the door. We talk to a lot of attorneys who 
solely rely on other return other attorneys but you know i think a lot of it, it, it should be a mix you know we we really like to see referral sources at work but also direct you know direct business coming to you because i think you know of course you're paying referral fees and depending on the state that you're in and um, so I think, you know, we've, we've been talking with a lot of people about how you diversify where your business comes from, but, but certainly referrals are a huge source and, and a really good way to get your name out there and ha have vetted quality leads coming through the door. Yeah, not to put you on the spot, but can you think of a good presentation recently that was a, was a big success where, you know, you worked with the law firm for, you know, for some time coming up with the idea, put the presentation together and then kind of got them on the circuit uh, of, of presenting that material? Yeah, I mean, one, one comes to mind specifically, um, we were working with a, a bankruptcy law firm and, you know, there were a, a, just a ton of financial challenges that hit the economy not only the economy, but but each person individually. And so we really capitalized on sort of what was going on and pitched an idea to a conference that uh, really was focused on like all the fiscal issues and how businesses can survive. And here's what you do to survive the ebbs and flows of an economy. Um, and and really you can tie it, we, we, we tied it back to the 2008 recession too, because there were some similarities and what did people learn from there and how do you, so anyways, that was the idea. And we pitched it, we got this opportunity. Um, it was a virtual one because we were still, you know, really in the midst of the pandemic, um, but it was a huge success. There was a, one of the things, one of the benefits about COVID is that, you know, presenting virtually, sometimes you get a lot more people listening than you would an in-person event. So this one particularly, in the in-person event typically had like 200, 250 attendees. The virtual event was double that. So they got a wow. significant amount of exposure. The conference itself, they did a really great job uh, translating their in-person event to a virtual one. I think a lot of conferences struggled with that at first, um, but they did, they, it was a huge success. And of course we leveraged it, we turned it into an article, we got it up on their website. We, we did, we turned it into a, a multitude of article series. We turned it into some marketing pieces that they could use for prospects. So we really just extended the shelf life of all of that because the, the topic itself was just so relevant and, and went on for a long time. Yeah, it's great when you can take something like that and repurpose it in, in several places because you're just you want to take that, you know, why the iron is hot and just push that out to as many places as possible because you, you don't, I mean, getting really good successes like that don't happen every time and right. you, you want to take advantage of it while it happens. So it sounds like, you know, if someone hires Burbay, you are going to do all the heavy lifting. I, I know most yeah. attorneys just want a lawyer, you know, every yeah. once in a while you get some that, you know, really enjoy the marketing part of it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if they work with Burbay, what what's kind of the time investment from their standpoint? How, how do you typically uh, explain that? Yeah, so we um, we typically meet a lot of people who who don't feel like spending time on marketing. I mean, if they there's only so much time in the time pie, right? You don't get more time in the day. So, and frankly, most lawyers and most law firms that we talk with and meet with, you know, they know they need to do it, but they really just want to 
be a lawyer and they enjoy being a lawyer and not marketing. You know, there, I think there are some exceptions where there are some lawyers who just love the business development side of things and are really good and savvy with that. Um, but you hire an agency really to take the onus off of you. I mean, you, you need someone to really push the boulder uphill and that there's a lot of pieces and parts of that. I mean, one thing is, you know, we're drafting all the content and it takes time to write. So you're not doing any of that. It, it also takes time to even look and assess and sort of think of the, the, the strategy behind all of this. That's, that's what we do. We're, we're really the creative brains behind it. Um, it does take uh, time on their part. Um, for example, everything that Burbe does, uh, we get an okay from our clients on. So nothing goes out without their approval. So there is a lot of time just reviewing material, whether it be a pitch, a press release, a blog, we want their sign off. Um, the other thing is, you know, we need access to them to pick their brain. As I'd mentioned before, you know, we do a lot of brainstorming sessions where we ask our clients several questions. These are really just 30 minute calls and, you know, it's not a, lot, a ton of preparation. They just sort of are thinking about things and then, you know, we, we just have a brain dump of all the information. So it does take time. We, we work with clients depending on really their, how they like to work. So for example, some clients really prefer sort of a weekly uh, Zoom call or phone call and just kind of run through all the marketing items. Others prefer it sort of piecemeal, just give it to me while you have it and I'll look at it. Some, you know, they delegate to other folks in the, in the firm, which works out great. So, so not everything has to be reviewed and approved by one person. And that's always the benefit is when they start to sort of delegate some of the marketing tasks. Plus it gives maybe younger partners or associates a chance to be a part of the firm's marketing efforts, which we always recommend. So it depends, but it does take time. It does. And unfortunately, whether you hire an agency or not, it's, it's always, you know, you're always going to be spending time on marketing. Yeah, I, I, I tell people the same thing a lot. It's you've got a lot of competitors and, and we need to spend some time so we can figure out what makes you different. You know, what are those pearls and nuggets that we can pull out of this, you know, this yeah. 30 minute conversation every once in a while that we can use to get you in the news or that we can use to create a presentation right. that explains how you can help your clients. So uh, anything uh, before we wrap up here that that you'd like to cover? No, just, um, you know, just sort of uh, something to, to leave everybody with, I think, is, you know, the power of, of leveraging. I think, you know, back in the day, everything really used to happen in a vacuum. Your social media was over here. Your website was over here. Your PR. Everything works together. So if, you know, if you have an SEO company, for example, and you're hiring a marketing PR agency like Burbe, I mean, those things are, those feed each other. They're, they're fodder to use, like what we're doing in PR helps SEO and SEO, it's, it all works together. So there's a lot of synergy in that. And I think, uh, you know, I would just really encourage firms to think about how they can use it for their other marketing initiatives. And because, you know, it's really hard work when you put together a presentation or you put together a blog and it's like, what else can you do with that? So that, I think there's a lot of power in leveraging. Yeah, I know you guys have been doing this for a really long time and, and have worked with some really well-known uh, firms. So I would encourage anybody to look at the links. Uh, I'll put the link to Burbay so people can check out the website. And specifically, if you want to reach out to Megan, I'm sure she can answer any questions. Yeah, so Megan, thank thanks a lot for your time. Really thank appreciate you, so you sharing much. that with us. Thank you.